0: I was in the ministry of the church. I was living a lie. I had chosen to look for love and affection outside my marriage. And despite trying to end it lots and lots and lots of times, I had to confess all to the church authorities who then basically terminated my time. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit american-giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at american-giant.com. Code
1: STAPLE20. Welcome to the Secret Life podcast. Tell me your secret, I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. So welcome to secret life podcast. I'm Brianne Davis Gant. today. I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is David. Now, David, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret?
0: Okay, so I was in the ministry of the church for a total of 21 years, but the last four years of that, I was essentially living a lie. I had chosen to. Um, look for love and affection outside my marriage and despite trying to end it lots and lots and lots of times in the end I had to confess all to the church authorities who then basically terminated my time in role and that was really really embarrassing and really horrible and it also uh, was deeply humiliating because obviously the public think they know you as one person and actually what you're being in private is somebody completely different.
1: I would know nothing about that at all. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I love that you're willing to say, you know, you had an affair during and that's not allowed with your job.
0: No, absolutely not. And, and for very, very good reasons. Yeah. Um, You know, the, the, the breach of trust that's involved, not only personally, but also professionally, and therefore with the wider community and all of that is really serious. Um, And I knew it was the moment I got involved um, in that. Uh, And Um, It was an incredibly self-destructive piece of behavior. And I realize now that in a sense, I was just sort of saying, would somebody please notice and and just kind of end this.
1: Yeah, just self-sabotage completely where you are creating your demise because you want to get out of the pain or whatever your situation you're in, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's right.
1: So how did you meet this person, and do you remember that first moment where you were kind of like, screw it, I'm just going to go for this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't want to give too much detail because it, it will make it really, really clear. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember meeting that person, and it mm-hmm. wasn't at all obvious to me that that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I think over time there were two, two vulnerable people who sort of, sort of met one another.
1: Mm-hmm. Were they married too?
0: So um, they were married as well. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think there were different things going on for each of us. For me, it was almost a, it was almost the kind of hedonistic thing of of um, I just want what I want. And the moment that it had happened, I knew that it was a very very big mistake but equally the moment I happened I knew that extricating myself from that situation was going to be really really difficult because the other person had made a much deeper emotional investment than I
1: had oh so one the other person was more invested with feelings so Mm. Ooh, yeah, that gets tricky. It's different if it's if if both people stay on the same level. But what happens, and especially if the fares go longer, one person always gets more connected to the to the other. Is that what? And you just could couldn't find your way out.
0: Yeah, essentially, that's right. And and each each time I was trying to 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 get out, it was. I mean, I kind of look back on it now. There was a, a wee bit of gaslighting going on from the from the other side, in in the sense of, sort of, no, you know, you know, you want to be with me. You know that I'm good for you, and da 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 da. And all I wanted to do was get myself out of it, get back to my marriage, be with my my wife and my young child. Then, um, and uh, I mean, as it happened, it it gave my wife permission to. Um, enter a bit of self-discovery for for herself Uh in a way that ended up with our marriage ending but in a very very amicable and friendly way um and that was actually a major part of the of the route back really
1: so how what was before we get to that moment when did the shoe drop can you take us through that? Like, how did how did this secret get revealed to, you know, your job and the world you were living well, in?
0: Okay, so um, I was um, away from home on a business thing, mm-hmm. or on a, um, a work thing, and essentially I had attempted to end it, and it got very very uncomfortable and the person was essentially saying if you don't commit to a relationship with me then I will tell the authorities. So it was a bit of good old fashioned blackmail. And and you know the only way to respond to that is well, okay, then then I need to face the consequences of what of the decisions I've made. Yeah. But but blackmail is no basis for a relationship. So, you know, that's not going to happen.
1: So did that happen?
0: So essentially it, what I did was I then, when I got back from the trip, I confided in a colleague mm. and the colleague said, I think the only thing you can do is go and speak to the boss, as it were, mm. and let them decide what to do. And so they basically said, well, you know, you need to, you need to step back. And I think they were quite keen that I stepped back for a while and then came back into role, but I knew the moment I left that person's office that I was I was leaving and I was not coming back at all.
1: But here's the thing, you stepped into your truth, and that's really hard, especially when we you know go against our morals and values and we get trapped and all that stuff at least you had the guts to say here I've done this and I'm now in this position I need help pretty much
0: yeah it was it was massively painful
1: oh yeah and I
0: and I spent I spent a couple of months kind of rocking on the sofa thinking what the hell am I going to do and picking myself up from that was a really really difficult thing to do but I had some very good friends. I had some very good support. I Mm -hmm. had some support from someone who has now turned into my my long-term life partner. And that was incredible. And I had support from people who I had thought, and I think this is kind of why I wanted to share the story really, because Mm -hmm. I think when, when we go into those black holes of of humiliation that are the, res, the result of our own stupid choices it's mm-hmm. really easy to think everyone's going to hate us as a result
1: oh yeah well that's why we, you keep doing it usually because you know if people knew the real you or what was going on they wouldn't love you because exactly. deep down you yeah. don't really love yourself because you put yourself in that position it's a it's Precisely. a shame it's a shame cycle and the secrets and the more you do it the worse it gets so i get it, it, it
0: it totally is, and I think the the most helpful thing was to you know really take seriously the distinction between guilt and shame. But mm-hmm. yes, I was guilty of some very, very bad decisions that had led to some big betrayals. Um, and nobody was going to be able to take that responsibility away from me. but. What I couldn't do was turn that into a shame that then defined who I was.
1: Yeah,
0: um, It was actually much more important to embrace the responsibility and try and learn from that, try and learn what it was, what it was telling me about myself. So you end up doing quite a lot of work on yourself if you're wise.
1: I feel like that's the only way. If you don't do that work, there's usually no change.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like Gabor Matei's thing about, you know, you don't ask why the addiction, you ask why the pain.
1: Yeah. And I think,
0: (laughs) you know, affairs are addictive thinking.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, just watch any dateline or any... Affairs are one of the number one things why people, you know, self-destruct. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so it was then saying, well, what what was the pain?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really, really delving deeply into that. Um, and actually then discovering that even after people knew what had happened, they were still wanting to come to me for advice about their own lives.
1: Yeah, because you walked through the fire.
0: Precisely. And yeah. the, the wise... The wise people didn't didn't judge or condemn. The wise people said, welcome to the human race.
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. There's something about people that have been to the darkest moments of their life and gotten on the other side where you can now teach people and help people get through that. I mean, that's why I do the podcast. I mean, because sure. I I've, I've been sure. where you have been also. Mm-hmm. where I'm stuck in this situation and I don't know why I keep doing it. Did When you were looking back, did you figure out the why, the why that you started the affair? Did you figure out that path, why you went down it?
0: Oh, un- yeah, undoubtedly. And and in a sense, I kind of knew it anyway, mm-hmm. but it was, was the opportunity to take it seriously. Um, and, you know, I had a like many people i had a, a complicated and 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 difficult upbringing and um there were things that were part of that which had sown the seeds of of this behavior um and yeah essentially i was a, i was a 7 year old boy looking for someone to love him yeah. and and so you kind of you need to then say well how can i give myself that love Um, so that I am actually a safe person to be in a relationship with Mm -hmm. because actually as if, if things had stayed the same internally, I wouldn't be a safe person to have a relationship with because I'd still be carrying around this, this, this bag of, of, of crap from my past that I was looking for somebody else to medicate for me rather than saying, actually, well, you know, the work I need to do is, is is the work I need to do on me.
1: Yeah, because no one is ever going to give you that. I mean, that's what yeah. I have, is this need and constantly wanting more and more. And I, no one was ever going to fill that except myself and my higher yeah. power or yeah. someone else, yeah. you know, bigger than me. Yeah. But you did talk about your ex and that she found her path. What do you mean by that when you said that?
0: Um, well, again it's it's difficult to be specific because i don't want to to give away too many secrets but but essentially um, but
1: this is a secret revealing show right i'm just kidding yes i know i'm just teasing yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) um but i mean she basically worked out that um she was gay oh and and that explained a lot we had been and still are incredibly good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But it meant that um, we could both set one another free to live our truths.
1: Wow, isn't that beautiful? Oh my God, I just got chills because sometimes those things that we think are going to destroy our lives literally open us up to who we authentically are as people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And there is... There's no way that we could both have gone on in the relationship we were in and remain psychologically healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we can do now um, is parent our daughter together Mm. um, in a way which is really healthy and really positive and absolutely great for her, absolutely great for um, both of of us. Um, And we're very, very lucky that, that all the relationships are good now relationships.
1: Oh, you should see my face. I'm like smiling ear to <laughs> ear. It's like, because sometimes on this show we have, you know, we don't have that people are still going through, but you've literally done the work and you're on the other side, and there's so much growth, and I can hear it in your voice you know that you're living the life you've always wanted to live and it's affecting everybody around you. And that's the ripple effect. When you live your truth, other, you're allowing other people to live their truth and your daughter. And it just, the ripple effect when we do that is just so powerful. And I think,
0: you know, I am very open with, mm-hmm. um, if people ask me the direct question, people who know me, um, you know, I am very open about the story because I think it's really, really important. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the sad things about the way in which I had to leave the church was that it, it kind of was a bit messy and it wasn't as honest as it could have been. Mm. Um, and that left loose ends and that made me feel very uncomfortable
1: have you tied up those loose ends?
0: To a certain extent, as far as one ever can, really. Right. Um, there are always um, there are always loose ends in the sense of people who actually don't want to hear. Oh. They, they've made up their mind and they don't really want to hear.
1: Are you angry? Are you angry with the church? Are you feeling resentful? No, I, I think
0: angry angry is the wrong way of putting it. Okay. I think kind of sad and slightly disappointed mm. because I think that the way the way that it was handled was very was very cowardly in the sense that I was left more or less to handle all the public relations side myself at just mm-hmm. the point where I was in my at my most vulnerable. State, mm-hmm. so I wasn't making good decisions and I wasn't saying good things necessarily mm-hmm. um whereas if I'd had a bit of um bit of backup and support it would have been a lot easier
1: right um they just like threw you out to the wolves yeah d- slightly
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah slightly um, I don't want to overblow that because um there were also people who are very kind but institutionally you know I get it I think The church using the church with a capital C um, is really scared. Um, it's scared of sex stuff anyway,
1: but that's um, crazy to me. That is so co- I'm sorry. I have to get through the l- religious thing, but that's crazy because that's how P pe- that's how humanity, how we grow. And it's I like, know. when you're scared of your sexuality or people's sexuality, that's blocking off a huge part of who the person is. And then the but, other sense is, isn't there supposed, aren't they supposed to be forgiving the church the
0: the the big bit was Mm -hmm. because it that they were so scared of the situation and so Mm -hmm. scared of the adverse publicity and and scared of pretty much their own shadows
1: yeah Um, i was about to say yes ding ding ding
0: (laughs) it actually made it worse because and it makes it worse for uh, other people who are going through a similar situation because inevitably that that creates climate of fear
1: yeah and
0: when you have a climate of fear you don't Feel you're able to go to the boss and say, "Look, I need some help and support here."
1: Yeah, and there's like they are holding secrets and they're keeping things secret and they're not taking accountability.
0: You know, I think I think they were right to say they needed to get me out of that particular job partly right. because they needed to get me away from the person who was essentially blackmailing me. Right, and 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 that was absolutely the right thing to do. What what was not right was then to completely drop me after that. I think the aftercare, you know, if somebody had come to me when I was a priest and told me all sorts of terrible things about their lives, and I had watched their life fall apart as a result, I would then be wanting to walk alongside them to help them to find the way back.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's so frustrating to me because it's about being there for people and that's not what they did.
0: No, no, sadly it wasn't.
1: Yeah, such a bummer. (laughs) Such a bummer. I wish it was different, but I am glad that you got to the other side.
0: But you see, I think that's kind of the point really. And, Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm not, it's why I'm not particularly angry. I can see why... The people who did what they did did what they did. You know, right. I think to a sense, in a sense, we all do our best with what we've got at the time, and that was kind of what they were doing. and so i I don't have the the energy or the headspace to Um, spend any time being angry with them in particular, because I'm too busy now building my own business in terms of, you know, helping folk to confront some of the major challenges that hit us in the middle of our lives. And they often do hit us in the middle of our lives and finding what their new chapter might look like.
1: Oh, I love that. I, I mean, that's what we you have to do when, again, when you go through something dark in your life and you're on the other side, the best way to keep your serenity and peace is to be of service to others.
0: Yeah. And, and, I, and I learned that very early on um, when I was, uh, I, I remember I'd had a hard time or something in, in the parish and there was a very elderly clergyman who um it always kept a bit of an eye on me, and he he listened to me whinge on for about an hour, mm-hmm. um, and then he said, "Right, I've listened to you. Now go and find someone who needs to to talk to you."
1: Yeah, it's ser- it's uh, literally it cures everything when you are totally there for other does. people. Yeah,
0: totally does, absolutely. Uh, you have those you have those hair on the head, back of the head moments because you you kind of you're in a conversation with someone and you know. But the good you are bringing to this conversation is the direct result of the horrible stuff you've gone through.
1: Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's like the best part about being on the other side. It's this amazing, exactly. I get chills all the time.
0: And if people are listening to this, listening to this, thinking, I have this dark secret and it is going to destroy me, I would say you may have this dark secret and it may be really, really painful and, and times ahead may be difficult, but it is teaching you such wisdom.
1: Yeah. And the person you become on the other side is m- more than you can imagine. Yeah. I always like to ask, you know, this seven deadly sins and especially you being, you know, from priesthood and that, I, I really want to ask you these questions evolved, <laughs> evolved in these, you know, this secret that this affair and this whole situation with your job. So let me ask them, and where did your secret lie in these sins? So we got mm-hmm. pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth.
0: Do you know, it's almost difficult to pick one.
1: Well, you can pick because- more than one.
0: Well, I, I kind of want to say all of the above
1: Perfect. because I,
0: because I think, well, I think there's a sense in which they breed off of one another. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, there was, I had too much time on my hands. So there's, there's sloth.
1: Right. Um,
0: I was very self-satisfied with the place I had got to. I was quite senior. I was quite well-respected um, and that was a source of great pride. Mm-hmm. Um, I was greedy for more. I I, I would have liked to have, um, I mean, in the bit of the church I was in, we had quite a nice dressing up cupboard. And so, um, you know, I would have quite liked some more nice dressing up things mm-hmm. um, that, that signified power and status. Lust is fairly obvious. Yes. Um, but you see, I think I think Oscar Wilde was absolutely right when he says everything is about sex except sex, and that's yeah. about power,
1: power and control. Yeah, 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 I and, agree.
0: And I, and I think so. Actually, I've got to really say, well, all of the above.
1: Perfect. I I love hitting those sins too. So I'm right there with you through mine. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone, my friend. You are not alone. <laughs> Now who do you think keeping this secret who do you think it harmed the most and who did it benefit?
0: I really regret mm-hmm. the um, the betrayal towards my wife in the in the nature of the affair right. I think that that that's something I really regret and that was a, mm-hmm. a great hurt and and I do because I'm human. I do still have a regret for the pain that it caused the person that I was in the affair with, although she was making a clear decision to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's still sad that that caused pain. And in terms of who it, who it has done most good for, mm-hmm. do you know what? I think I'll wait until my eulogy for that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's an because, awesome answer. Because <laughs> that's
0: a story that's still being written.
1: Right. I do have one question that just popped in my head real quick that you said, you know, you you feel bad for the harm it caused the other person, you know, yes. but she did put herself in this situation. Just so you know, in my program in Sex and Love Addiction, they talk about it being your qualifier, the person that pretty much brought you down to your lowest of the low, you know, helped you get there. And they say when you get on the other side, and it's very true, it took me a long time to know this, but on the other side, you look at those people and you're actually so grateful for them. Because you, if you didn't encounter that in this person, then you wouldn't have gotten the help and on the other yeah. side. Do you yeah. feel that? Do you feel any gratitude for, you know, even though it was a horrible situation, but now your life is so much better?
0: Yeah, I do. But I think there's a danger there in, in objectifying that person, because you're essentially saying you you performed a function in my life. And <laughs> I'm I'm hugely grateful for that. But I wouldn't want to see that person as so do two-dimensional as only being someone who performed a catalytic function in my life, although they did, and I am grateful for that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean. don't think it's in a two-dimensional. I think it's a sense like I wish them all the happiness in the world, and I am grateful sure. that they you know brought me you know to my truth and even though yeah. and through all the pain
0: absolutely and and you know why wouldn't you wish that
1: right for another human well some being? people don't so, yeah some people don't some people want to hold on to you know who's done them wrong or or. well I get I get <laughs> that, but that.
0: that's that's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die that's just you crazy.
1: mean they don't die if you're like drinking it. I'm just kidding. I always am, like. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's been tried many, many times. And, and no, they don't.
1: <laughs> well, my last question for you is if someone is listening out there and struggling in an affair or they can't get out of or all of the above, what would be your advice for them right now?
0: Go back to your core values. Go back to what your vision for your life is. Who do you want to be? What are they going to say about you? Go back to my eulogy point. What are they going to say about you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when you're there in the box? And who do you want to be? And express who you are out of your own true core values. And don't be afraid of coming out into the light, as it were because Mm -hmm. because the light is is what's healing if you stay in the dark with the monsters you're always going to be afraid but Ah. if you come out if you come out into the light and express your truth which may involve saying sorry it may involve paying a price but in the end your conscience your inner self your um your core being will thank you for
1: it. Thank you so much. I loved that. That was beautiful. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.
0: What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract,